Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Don't you wish you were there yet? What's the longest you've ever driven? Some of you maybe have driven all the way to Alaska. What's the thing about the longest time you've ever driven? And maybe it's a 13-hour car ride to Orlando, Florida, whatever. But how did you prepare yourself for that drive? You know, when you set out to say, this is going to be a 12-hour trip, you kind of have to get mentally prepared. And I'm about to be in this car with you people for 12 hours, right? And, and some of those people are people you love dearly. But by the end of it, you're ready to just pick people out of the car or something, you know, like, but there's a, there's a mental thing you have to do to say, man, there's a 12-hour car ride ahead. We have got to do uh, what we've got to do. So I grew up, you know, my family is from Louisiana and Arkansas, on the Arkansas-Louisiana line, but we moved to the south of St. Louis when I was eight years old, and so most of my life was in Missouri, but every year, multiple times a year, we would drive that eight-hour trip from Farmington, Missouri to Eudora, Arkansas, and Oak Grove, Louisiana. And so uh, that eight-hour trip became a regular rhythm in my family early up. So, uh, and I'm an only child, so it wasn't too hard to handle the kids in the back. But still, you know, when you're bored, especially as an only child, you have got to entertain yourself. So I don't know if you had these games that when you were uh, driving before kids, they used to have these things where you had cars without TVs in them, and you didn't have Nintendo there to occupy you, or an iPad that you could watch with satellite TV. Um, You had to make things up, and so you would play uh, I Spy down the road, right? Or we had this car game that we played that uh, each person in our car picked a color, and so red, silver, whatever, and however many cars passed you or you passed, you got a point. And so it, obviously red and colors like that always won, right? So, but we'd play that game or you count how many cool license plates came by. Man, they're from Arizona. What are they doing here? I mean, this is how bored we used to get in the 80s and 90s. You had to count license plates, all right, when uh, you were driving these long distance because you had anything else to do. But uh, you went through all this. I remember times that we were almost robbed one time. I won't tell you the town somewhere in Arkansas, but we were almost robbed one time. Uh, We had many, because we went to Christmas, we had many, many ice storms that my dad had to traverse. uh, And in the South, we get bad ice storms. So uh, we had many ice storms. We went through tornadoes. We broke down a few times. But, you know, every single time, we always thought the journey was worth the eight-hour trip, no matter how hot or sticky or whatever was going to happen, how many things you came against. Why? Because the destination was worth the difficulty. We were going to family. We were going to Christmas. We were going to Thanksgiving. We were coming to see people that we love so dearly that we had to move from. And the destination was always worth the difficulty because it didn't matter what we had to go through, where we were going to get, it was worth doing it to get there. Amen? And sometimes in Christianity, it's the same way. We don't always know how long this journey is going to take. Uh, But sometimes we have to look at all the difficulty and all the detours and all the danger and all the distractions and say, the destination is worth it. I don't care how it's going to take. I don't know how many ice storms and tornadoes and breakdowns and robberies and things are going to go through. But let me tell you something. This trip is going to be worth it. This trip is going to be worth it. You know, my kids are, are young, and little Adley is the youngest, and when we say the car ride, uh, my parents live about three hours away, and when we say the car ride is gonna take three hours, she doesn't always understand how long three hours is. So by the time we get an hour into Monroe is, are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, not yet, we're halfway there. Are we there yet? And, and you know, you have kids, they, they say the same thing. How long is this gonna take? Are we there yet? How much longer, how much longer? Uh, 
And so you pack the bags and you prep the drinks and you, you sit on them long trips. You make sure your gas is full, your oil change is, is there, and you're preparing yourself for this journey. But where are we going? What are we going to do when we get there? How long is it going to take? And are we there yet? You know, how you journey through this life matters if you're going to make it. Did you get your oil changed? Do you have enough gas in the tank? Did you bring enough snacks for the journey, right? Because we get grouchy sometimes along the way. How you prepare for the journey determines if you're going to make it. If your car's not going to make this journey to Wyoming, you might as well just stop right now because you're not going to make it. How you live this life right now in your life, in, in central Louisiana, how you live your life in 2021 is preparing the determination of where you're going to make, whether you're going to make this destination. How you're preparing for this journey, how you're doing this journey matters if you make the destination. And along the way, how you prepare for it matters if you're going to enjoy it. If you didn't bring enough snacks for my four-year-old every two minutes, you're not going to enjoy the, de the journey to the destination. You might make it. You might want to kill yourself before you get out of the car, you know, because every, every few minutes you need a snack or somebody's touching me, it's hot, I'm cold, blah, 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 blah. We are, when, when, I got to pee, you know, I, I should have did this later or I'm hungry. You have to determine how you're going to make it how you're going to get there because one, I want to make it, but two, I want it to be enjoyable. You know, sometimes life is not enjoyable. Sometimes there's difficulties and circumstances, but I have to prepare myself to say, look, I know this isn't going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be frustrating at times. You're going to want to give in at times. You're going to give up at times, but at the end of the day, this journey is going to be worth it. I want to talk to you about Psalms 121 a song of ascent. And you know, the more difficult your life journey, the more desirable heaven has to be for you. How you prepare for this journey determines not only if you're going to make it, but how enjoyable it's going to be, but also the more difficult your life journey, the more desirable the destination has to be. So my phrase to you today is don't give up while going up. Don't give up while going up. So Psalms 121, verses 1 through 8. Let's just read it together. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You'll not allow your foot to slip. Everybody say slip. I want you to notice the S words uh, in this passage. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. He is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forevermore. Psalms 120 to 134 are called the songs of ascent. Psalm means song and ascent means going up. These are the songs about going up and pilgrims, uh, in ancient Israel, were seeing, they would have to, three feasts a year, they'd have to go to Israel for. The male the Jews had to present themselves, uh, and they had to go three times a year to these feasts. And not all of them lived close, especially in the time after the exile, when all the Jews came back after Ezra and Nehemiah. Many of them had lived many, many miles away. 
But even, even before that, they would live on different sides of the country, even some across the Jordan River. And it, they didn't have cars and highways. They had to traverse in foot. And it would take days sometimes to get there. And on the way, there would be many dangers. There would be many difficulties. There would be many detours, opportunities to get lost on the way. And he mentions some of them. He says, there's sun. Sun could kill you in the desert. You need shade. He says, there are many things when you sleep, there are problems and that you may not sleep comfortably at night on a rock or you may not know if a criminal is gonna come and rob you in the night. And he says, there are slips. There are things that in a moment's notice, you could be flat on your butt and you didn't expecting things to fall this way in your life. And the same is true for you and for me. There are many difficulties. There are times in life where you may slip and fall and you weren't expecting this to happen and you didn't expect to land flat on your back and all of your life be upside down. There are moments in life that happen that way. There are moments in life that are so sunny and so dry and so weary that you're ready to give up and give in and all you could do is just, could I just get a refreshing glimpse of shade right now on me? And there are moments in life where you feel like I can't get a restless night's sleep because you're thinking of all the things that have gone wrong, that could be, should be. What are you gonna do tomorrow? How are you gonna pay those bills? How are you gonna fix this family drama? How are you gonna get that kid saved? How are you gonna get him out of jail? How are you gonna get those people off of drugs? How are you gonna, oh, you over and over again, you're just thinking all these thoughts, anxiety and fear and depression just kind of weigh on you because you and I are also on a journey. Now, they were on a journey to a physical Jerusalem and you and I are on a spiritual journey to a heavenly Jerusalem. And along the way, you have to determine that while we are going up, we will not give up. That the destination is going to be worth the difficulty. And along the way, these Jews, if you read these Psalms in order, they start out far away and they end up in the city when they get to the end of Psalms 120 to 134. And it starts with the dangers and difficulty and it gets all the way there. So if you take a study sometime, you can read through those. But along the way they determined to keep singing in the middle of the difficulty. And along the way, you have to determine who or what you're going to trust in to get there. Who's trust, who are you trusting in as you walk on this journey? Who's going to catch you when you slip? Who's going to give you shade in weary seasons? Who's going to watch over you as you sleep on difficult nights? You have to determine to keep singing a song about going up. You see, there's the first question is, where are we going? You know, if you're going to go to grandma's house, <clears throat> you know, so we, we often make this three-hour trip to my parents' house uh, once a month, or they make it here, and <clears throat> we will leave about the time that it's supper time, but my mom, we, I love my mom's cooking, and so we will skip eating supper for a season, those three hours, to make sure, because why? I'm not going to eat uh, Columbia, Louisiana McDonald's because and skip out on my mom's meal. Already understand me? Sometimes I'm going to let go of something temporary, something that will appease me now for something better that I'm gonna eat when I get there. Now listen to me. There are things you're going to have to determine not to fill yourself up in because there's something worth tasting better when you get there. There's things that on this journey, I say, I don't want this fast food junk that's gonna leave me feeling like, you have that road feeling like you just ate fast food all These 12 hour trips, you eat like fast food for 12 hours, you're like, Ugh, I just feel awful. You know, sometimes in the Christian life, we're not feeling very good but because we've been feeling, filling up on fast food from the earth. But there's something better worth holding out for and saying, God, I'm gonna go hungry for a little while for things that satisfy on this earth, for something gonna taste so much better when I get there. 
You see, when you ask yourself, where are we going, I have to determine, man, I am going to grandma's house where there is tomato gravy in the morning when I wake up and grits, man, when I get to my mom's house, that's what I'm eating for breakfast in the morning, tomato gravy, bacon, and grits, because this boy loves tomato gravy. And so I'm saying, I'm not going to get this junk now, because I've got something better for me later. And in this life, I don't want to fill up on TV and entertainment and Hollywood, and I don't want to fill up on sex and drugs and alcohol and addiction. I don't want to fill up on on drama and all the junk of life and be busy, busy, busy and go, go, go and miss out on being so ready for heaven when I get there. Don't fill up on the wrong things. And, And as you're going up, where you have to determine, where am I going spiritually? And look what the psalmist says. He says, I lift my eyes to the mountain And that is the mountain of God. He's looking to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city set uh, on a mountain, uh, surrounded by mountains. And he says, I'm so far away from getting there right now, but as I look and I'm about on this dangerous, difficult journey with tons of detours and all kinds of division in my family and the kids are fighting in the back seat and there's robbers and I don't know how I'm gonna sleep at night. Man, I lift my eyes to that mountain and I know that even though God seems like he's far away, God's right here next to me. He's gonna get me there this whole journey. And so I know where my help comes from. I'm looking to my destination. My, my help is coming from my destination. You may not feel like you're in heaven right now, but heaven's on your side. Heaven wants you to get there because I know where my help comes from. You see, my destination is my determination. You see, we have a day coming that Zechariah says that that Jesus is going to be king over the earth. And Revelation 21 says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. He says, I saw no temple in it for the Lord God Almighty, the Lamb or its temple. And the city has no need of sun nor moon to shine on it. The glory of the Lord has illuminated and its lamp is the Lamb. And nations are going to walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring glory into it in the daytime. For there'll be no night there. Its gates will never be closed. They'll bring glory and honor of the nations into it. And all the unclean and those who will practice abominations and lying shall never come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You and I are going to the greatest worship service the world has ever seen. The greatest concert of the age. And I want to tell you something. If, you were, if they were to say there was a big concert had come into town and you were sitting in the gas station, you didn't know what kind of concert it was. And you were sitting at the gas station, all these pilgrims and people had driven hours, you know, people drive from here to hours to South Louisiana to go watch somebody in country music or whatever. And, and they'll miss Sunday for it, by the way. But anyhow, they, they will drive for hours to go see these musicians. Let's just say they had one here. And as you said at the gas station, and all these pilgrims begin to get out, you think you could tell what kind of concert it was going to be? Let me give you an example. If it was a Taylor Swift or a Metallica concert, you think you could tell who was getting out of the car? I think you could. If all these giddy little girls got out of the car, you'd think it's Taylor Swift. And if all these other, other types of people got out of the car, you'd say, well, it might be Metallica or some kind of heavy rock or something like that. You could tell because why? They look like the people they worship. And if you can tell that about earthly things, how can you not tell that about heavenly things? Man, we should look like the people we worship. That's spiritually speaking. I'm not talking about what your dress code is like. Can you tell that, can people look at us and say, those are worshipers of the king? Those people look like they're on the way to worship the king. They're going to the concert of the age. They're headed to the biggest worship service the universe has ever seen. And that's their only goal in life. You know, when we would go to concerts, or you go to places, if you've ever been to a concert before, you know what you normally do on the way there? 
you probably listen to that person's album or their top 10, right? You're probably on the way there because if you're really fans of this person, you're going to go to their concert for. You're going to go listen to George Strait or whoever. You're going to probably have a George Strait playlist all the way till you get to the concert because you're psyching yourself up. I'm about to see George Strait or whoever you see, okay? And you, you say, man, let's listen to those top. And then on the way there, the whole car, the van is singing all the top albums and all the number one hits that person's had. And they're excited and they get out of the car and they're probably wearing the outfits that that person wears. And they're ready to get in there. And they're getting there early, by the way, y'all. They get there early to get a good seat. How come that can't be said of Christians? I'm going to sing my song of ascent until I get there. I want my car ride with my family to look like heaven, sound like heaven. I don't care the detours, the difficulties, that destination is gonna be worth it. And on the way there, I don't care how much complaining might happen in the back seat, how many times people have to pee, how many stops we have to make, we're gonna have a heavenly playlist on and we're gonna look like heaven and sound like heaven because by golly, we're gonna make it. We're going to make it because I'm a fan of the king. I want to be a true fan. You know, there are some fans that come to a concert, they don't know a clue what that guy is. or who they never even, Some friend talked him into getting in the car and going, he's a free ticket. You never even heard of their album. You never heard anything about him. Heaven's only going to have true fans and true worshipers, people who love this guy. You see, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. I'm looking to my destination. You see, it's going to be difficult, but Psalms 22, verse 1, says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You know, I read that much differently now after the studying this out. I was glad when they said unto me, hey, guys, we're about to go on a dangerous difficulty, a journey with detours. You want to go? Man, I was glad when they said to me, let's go. It's not just to go on an easy sir. This is not an easy trip. That's a song of ascent. We are about to go on a dangerous, difficult journey. And this destination is going to be worth it, so I'm glad. I'm glad if there's difficulty. I'm glad if there's detours. I'm glad if there's dangers, if there's sun and there's no shade and there's slips and there's tumbles. And I don't know if we're going to get a good night's sleep, but I was glad when they said unto me, let's make a journey towards heaven because the destination is worth it. Next is this. Are we there yet? You know, there's still going to be times, though, you're going to want to give up and you're going to give in. You know, it takes one bad car ride to sour the destination. It can be the greatest place on earth, but, man, if you have been complaining and hot and sticky and people have been, or you just want to pull your hair out by the time you, you're in a 12-hour car ride with people who don't, nobody want to be in the car, you're not going to be very happy your first day at Disney World. Let me just tell you, I'll just be honest. I've been to places like this before. And if it has been a bad plane ride and your luggage is lost and people have been tired and people are wanting this and I want a snack and I want this and I got to pee and, I, and you get there, you're like, we should have just stayed home. Right? Come on, y'all be honest. You should have just stayed home. It takes a, you know, a bad trip can sour the destination. And I wonder if the Holy Spirit sometimes says what we say, I will turn this car around if y'all don't get your act together. I wonder, does he say that? He's, he's talking to us, man, if this church don't get its act together, we will turn this car around. If these people, these saints of God, don't start their bickering, I will turn this car around. We don't have to go. If you don't want to go, we don't have to go. And if he's our driver, I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. Man, 
Well, Saul Parish better get its act together. The Church of Jesus Christ better get its act together if you think we're going to make heaven because y'all don't sound like it. Y'all don't look like it. You sure you want to go to this concert? You sure you want to go to this destination? Because, man, we don't have to go. Because we don't. But do you want to go? Do you want to go? See, sometimes I can be tempted to give in, man, when all my buttons, you know, your family is the best person to push all your buttons. And so... You're driving your very best to get there, and it's everything you can do sometimes just to not lose it. And sometimes in life, you just want to give in to your fleshly nature. You just want to let it out of an outburst of anger. You want to lose your temper. You want to be impatient. Sometimes we fight for our own way. You know, this drive is on the highway of holiness, and it shouldn't be so sour. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I think about how I, as a, as, as a person in this car, have got to crucify my flesh daily. I've got to make it sound like heaven. I've got to deny myself. And I, I, it's not all about me. It's about other people in this car with me. And, and their wants matter too. And their needs matter too. And, and we're all in this together. And I want us all to make it. And so I'll give up my rights to eat at Taco Bell for your right to eat at Wendy's. I'll, I'll give up what you want and when you want. I'll hold it in a little longer to make sure you can get to your destination. I mean, come on, sometimes we've got to be about getting there together and sometimes we want to give in and my way my way my way I want to snack now I want to stop now can we miss that sign we just we all me but we don't give in to that as Christians we say God it's all about you it's all about getting there together number two is is sometimes you want to give up sometimes we have the slips in the the desert sun and we've lost a lot of sleep and sometimes there's life you want to give up on church you want to give up on people you want to give up on serving you want to give up on reading the bible you give up on praying and then you have to remind yourself but where does my help come from maybe i've been relying on other people maybe i've been relying on my own strength maybe i've been relying on how good this journey is supposed to be but you're not promised great things as a christian you're promised persecution you're promised difficulties you're promised hardship you're promised dangers but let me tell you something the destination is still going to be worth the difficulty it's going to be worth it when you feel wearied by life when you can't sleep at night when our family member is lost in drugs when you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and you have to determine where do I turn to when I want to get out of the car I lift my eyes to the mountain and I know where my help's going to come from my help comes from the Lord who can make heaven and earth and he wants to get me there you see Jesus said no one after putting his hand to the plow is fit and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, for those going up, there's no going back. And how do you prepare for a journey when you don't know how long it's going to take? And let me just tell you, I don't know how long it's going to take for you to get there. Some people get there a lot quicker than others. And we didn't expect it. Some of us, it takes a long time. I wonder if God's got to get us more sanctified. I don't know. But when I know it's a 12-hour journey, I prepare for a 12-hour journey. If it's a one-hour journey, I don't have to prepare as much. How do you prepare for something you don't know how long it's going to take? We, uh, a few years ago, we went to, <coughs> uh, took my oldest to Disney World uh, in Florida. And, <coughs> you know, in today's culture, she didn't even know who Disney, I mean, uh, Mickey Mouse was. She didn't even know, because I mean, they don't watch that. They watch the Disney princesses and all that, right? So they, she wanted to go to Disney World for all the other attractions and all the other characters. 
So what I did as a good father, I said, well, you gotta watch these old 1950s uh, black and white Mickey Mouses, because you can't go to Disney World without knowing who Mickey Mouse is, because that's just, you can't do that. It'd be like, who's this mouse coming to greet me when I walk in the door? I mean, you gotta know who this person is. And then the other thing I did is, because I didn't know how well she would do on the plane ride to get there in the drive, I made a Disney playlist of all the top kids' songs from all those top movies. And so she had earbuds in, and she could listen on the plane ride. And one, you kind of got psyched up for going. You know, you're like, oh, that's the thing, and that's the place, and that's the person, and that's the song, and that's the movie. And, and you got more excited about getting there because you listened to it on the way. I think some people, when they get to heaven, aren't going to know who the main character is when they walk in the door. Who's this guy? I was coming here for all these other attractions and all these other characters, but who's this guy? You see, heaven has got to be, if it's your destination, you better know what we're going to do. We are headed to worship the king. We are headed to bow down and lay our crowns at his feet. We are going to sing holy, 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 worthy is the lamb. I'm not, I love my grandparents and I love other people that have gone on before me. I'm not going there to see them. I'm going there to see him. I'm not going there to walk streets of gold and fish on the crystal sea. I'm going to lay my face at Jesus' feet and worship him for all eternity because that's the thing I was made for. That's the thing I want to do. There's no other desire in my life than just to get there to see the main character. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how much turbulence we're going to have. I know some of us are going to get tired on this journey, but I've got a heavenly playlist. And it's going to fill me and excite me. And it's my song of ascent. And each day I'll learn a new song if I've got to, whatever it takes to get me to that place. I'm not going to get tired or worn out or weary. I'm not going to give up while I'm going up because the destination is always worth it. I don't care what you have to give up. Keep going up. We got to go to, I'm close with that. We got to go to Israel. 2011, Beth and I got to go. And, and uh, I'd never been before. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I have a degree in the Bible. And so I was excited, man, because I studied all these places out. And I knew we were going to go. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Mount Carmel. So I'm going to read the Carmel story. And I'm going to go to here and go to there. And, <clears throat> and it was wonderful. But one of the things I did, because we had a 12-hour flight, one of the things I did was I downloaded all this Jewish messianic playlist, Jewish hymns in Hebrew and songs about Jesus in Hebrew. Why? Because I wanted to fully experience the trip. I wanted it to be as if I was still there. I wanted to walk where he walked and went where he went. And as I listened to that playlist over and over the 12 hours there, and as we went to different places on this trip, I began to listen. There's a song called, Oh Jerusalem. And we were on a bus ride with about 20 of us headed from Tel Aviv, going through the mountains up to the city. And as we were listening through the mountains, I specifically put on that song, Oh Jerusalem, the holy city. And as we begin to navigate through those mountains and through the hills and that highway up to the city, there was a moment where you saw it. And I thought about this, these pilgrims. There's going 
We have been, I mean, I can imagine as the people would see them passing by, say, well, there's those people on that highway to holiness. There's those pilgrims. Man, they're dusty. They're worn out. They're tattered. They've been on this road a long time. Man, but they are still singing. And they're singing as they wrap that corner and they say, oh, man, I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. There's going to be a moment where they turn the corner. And those weary, tired souls, it looked like they're about ready to give up. Then they say, there it is. That's the place I've been waiting to get. I don't know when that moment is going to come for you. All I'm telling you to do is just keep singing. Just keep singing a song of ascent. You say, well, I've been singing this song. Get a new song. Keep sing- Pick another song. Sing a new song to the Lord. And just every day, make a song to the Lord. Every day, just keep glorifying the Lord because you're going to make it as long as you think the destination is worth the difficulty, as long as you're not going to fill up on other things, as long as you're wanting to go see the main character of this place, as long as you're a true fan and a true worshiper who really looks the part and sounds the part and has that heart right here inside of you, man, you're going to make it just Just keep singing. Just keep going up. Just have a song in your heart that even on the darkest days, I can sleep a good night's sleep. Even if I slip on and fall on my back, I know someone to pick me up. I know that when it's weary and sunny in the desert sun, I've got someone who's going to shelter me in the wings of the Almighty. We're going to sing until we really sing. Would you stand with me, please? Father, right now in this place, Lord, for every person who is weary and ready to give up, for every person who's lost their song, for every person, Lord, who's gotten on a detour and they've gotten lost and they're not on the right track, Lord, maybe we don't know the main character like we should anymore. Lord, maybe we don't have the playlist that we need to have. Lord, maybe we need to examine ourselves. Am I a true fan? Do I really want to go to this destination for the right reason? Lord, just realign us. Realign us to where we're going and what's going to happen when we get there. Lord, realign us that I don't know how long this journey is going to take, but you're going to be sufficient to get us there. Father, let us be worshipers of the King. Lord, that our hope is in Jesus Christ, the maker of heaven and earth. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Heath, Lord, I, I need to get my life right with the Lord. I've been on a detour, I have been distracted. I have been filling up on other things, not, not heavenly things. I've been filling up on lesser things, things that don't satisfy like heaven's going to satisfy. And with all the busyness of life and distractions, I've lost my worship. I've lost my interest. I, I wanted to go to heaven just to get out of hell. I wanted to go to heaven because finally I'll be able to rest and have a good vacation. I wanted to go to heaven because I know all my loved ones are going to be there, but... But I know that I need to want to go to heaven because I want to see the main character. I want to, I want to worship the King. I want to be a real fan, a, a true worshiper. And I'm ready to stop filling up on this other stuff. I'm ready to get back on the highway to holiness. I'm really ready to see Jesus. The Bible says we can repent of our sin, confess Jesus as the Lord, the master of our life, that we can turn and repent from our way of living and we can turn to His way of living and and live in submission to His ways. And though we may fail and falter, we have the Holy Spirit, a comforter, a helper, 
We have an advocate. And he's going to make you born again. He's going to give you the want to. He's going to give you a new heart and a new spirit within you. And it's going to feel a little bit like heaven every day. That same Shekinah glory, the Spirit of God is going to rest in you. He's going to open your eyes to new things. Your taste is going to change. Your desires are going to change. Your want is going to change. You say, I, I want to make that journey. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, Pastor Heath, I, I really need to get back on track. Maybe for the first time in your life, but maybe it's just getting back on track again for however many times. I just need to get back on track with Jesus. If you just put that hand up, put it right.